0: Here we go. Yay.
1: Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stream and join us for a random conversation
0: guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hey guys. I was just going to do that.
1: (laughs) Dun <laughs> du welcome to the chris and sam podcast this is episode 86.5 because we just did half an episode like at least half an episode and we had a system crash and it was unrecoverable and we're going again
0: so there's nothing more frustrating than doing that and then having the computer or the recording program have some sort of spastic fit and uh, die on you. And,
1: and then it has the insult to go, Would you like to recover? And you're like, Yes. And then it goes, Error 36. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. Line 30. No! we don't know what that means. But uh, so, so, yeah, anyway, we're back into on.
0: it. We're going to be as awesome as we were the first time around. More awesome. We've More had practice. emphasis. And we've practiced it very well. So <laughs> this week, uh, this episode, we've got a couple of updates from episode 85. The first one is New Zealand Post. Who got hold of us? Happily,
1: uh, they. Well, I don't know if, how happy they were, but they seem pretty jolly on the, in the email. Hard, oh, yeah, in the, in the Twitter, uh, in the Twitter rather. Yeah, so uh, we had been talking about their electric vehicles that they've got out. They're like mobility scooter type things. And they got 50 in the country, and they're talking about taking 18 months' rollout. Um, and we were laughing about that last podcast. They have sent through a um, press release, which we neither of us actually bothered to read. Yeah. Uh, but we will link to it for your sake if you're interested. Um, and basically, explain no, that's the first 50 have arrived of a total of 500, and the 500 will be rolled out nationwide over a period of 18 months, they which all,
0: makes a lot more sense. Yes, and you're talking very fast. They, uh, well, <laughs> I
1: feel like we're not, all no, this but first. we don't need to catch up, yeah, we're not know, losing I know, time. I know, I know. Uh, I
0: know. but they also did like our choice of, they said, this, uh, I said, uh, we were talking about the comments on the Stuff website, and they said, yeah, that's always a great source of uh, information. It is.
1: <laughs> but it's the most amusing part. And quite often, when you're talking about the New Zealand Herald or Stuff, it's the part that makes the most sense.
0: Well, New Zealand Heralds a pain because most of their comments, I think, link back to their Facebook page. So they you can't just read a big wall of angry racist weirdos, like on the Stuff website.
1: Yeah, true, true. Anyway. So uh the other thing we've got, oh, the other the, uh, right. we've got
0: another piece of feedback. Chris spoke about Brian Tamaki, the um, so-called amazing um, pastor, yeah. getting caught out for spending money randomly, willy nilly, and it turns out that was almost a year ago that happened.
1: So, however, I got it, came across this uh, quote-unquote news story. <laughs> it was a news story. It's just <laughs> it's, not
0: relevant. It's.
1: Yeah, it was as year old. Um, so, so yeah, I do have to need I do need to check my my. But dates. you
0: did say, uh, that you wondered why you couldn't see anything else about this story.
1: Yeah, I did look, I and like, you almost got huh. caught
0: out earlier tonight with the exact same problem on our well, Facebook well, page. Well, not
1: quite the exact same problem. I saw a um a story, but it, it was definitely contemporary because it was talking about Orlando true, massacre, which true. has only been a couple of days ago as we record this today. And it had the Trudeau, the president of Canada, and apparently the leader of the opposition, who is a male, I should say, and they are having a passionate kiss. They are passionate. And it's a front news story, you know, uh, and it says, you know, leader of the um, National Party and opposition or whatever they're called over in Canada, um, kiss to make a statement about Orlando. And I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. And I went to uh, post it on our Facebook page. And fortunately, just before I did, I looked down further in related stories. This hoax photo that is going around. So I checked it out.
0: It's total hoax.
1: I was quite disappointed. Good actually.
0: save. Good save. But maybe they will now race to the. Um... But,
1: but, Di Henwood is the one that posted that. He's a comedian in New Zealand, quite well known, uh, on TV every night of the week. So I uh, put through a link to uh, – I commented on his post and said, yeah, you should check your sources, bro. That's a – as if I knew what I was doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you are, uh, you know. I was lucky. He's the amazing so source lucky. of information that he is.
1: Font of knowledge, I prefer. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so
0: since the last episode, 85, uh, last Saturday was another run-through for your TEDx speakers.
1: Yeah, so we – um. It was our second biggest rehearsal, big rehearsal of the 13 uh, speakers and acts that we have on the day. We had 12 there. Sam came along, uh, very kindly helped us out. Yes. He uh, videoed them so we can give them feedback on presentation and delivery. So by the time you hear this, our tickets will be on sale for ruakura which you can find at TEDxRuakura.com. We will put the link in the show notes and on Facebook. And Twitter, yep. so um, so
0: make sure to check that out.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a great one. It's thirtieth uh, of July is the actual event. You come along, you'll be able to see me there. I won't be speaking at all. Um, I don't think I'll be on stage at all, unless they put volunteers on stage at the end to thank everybody. That'll be my second of fame.
0: Yep. But there you go. Some people might think that's all you deserve. That's probably I'm just, true. <laughs> just saying that. Yeah.
1: Uh, yes. Um, cause I am the Simon Cowell of the, um, of the speaker coaching team. And, um, I was challenged, uh, the night after by, uh, our illustrious leaders to say, next time, do you think you can make Ben cry? Cause you stopped just short of making him cry. But next time, do you want to push it there a little bit further and make him cry and not picking up on the sarcasm? I said, sure. Um, do you want to bet? <laughs> going to put money on it. Uh, Yeah. He, he realized I wasn't joking. But anyway, so that was uh, that was the thing in Saturday. Then Saturday night, we caught up with Will Fleming from the Will Fleming blog and My Kiwi Life podcast. Um, and Will had me on his vlog, which is cool. He does, yes. it runs a daily vlog. Uh, that's a video blog on... Um, on YouTube. It's uh, pretty pretty cool. Very it cool. Is. He
0: had his mate Rob with him as well. Yep. It was Rob good was to meet cool. him.
1: And uh, the Lush Monster was there. Yep. Carl, Our friend Carl and, uh, and his wife Moira.
0: Yes, that was cool. And while you were recorded for the uh, Will Fleming vlog. Yes. Um, The rest of us were, well all of us actually, were time-lapsed recorded with Carl and his 360 degree camera that he pulled out of a bag.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. Um, Like you said, it it was something that isn't exactly what I expected. So I'd seen a 360 camera just a week prior and it was quite a different shape. Yeah. So this one looked like the good old Logitech round ball webcam, but it had a lens on either side and uh, with a wide yeah. uh, 180 field of view, and it stitches it together. It's a Samsung prog- product, I believe.
0: Yep, um, it so sure is. So it was interesting, and we may or may not ever see that footage. Um, Carl, in his wisdom, didn't bring the phone that he needs to view it with when he's recording, so we couldn't actually see anything. So all we saw was the blinking light. We assume it was working. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, who knows?
1: But um, what we might have to do is see if we get him here and we will video one of the podcasts.
0: Yep, that'll be interesting to say the least. Maybe maybe next
1: time we've got a big cockroach climbing along the ceiling or whatever, um, you guys can see it too. It'll be awesome. Yeah, maybe not. Um, It sure will. Actually,
0: (laughs) talking about awesome, we just got a comment on the live video that we posted on Facebook before we just recorded this episode. Jeremy Housen, fan of the show. I think, hope Jezza, so. Jezza. Yeah, he said one day I'll catch one of these live. Yes, yes you will. <laughs> Especially if we do a longer version of it. Yeah, we and, will the th- see. and
1: the thing is with the live though is, you know, we don't really we have a schedule for when we pu- publish this yeah. but we don't have a schedule for when we record it.
0: Because we have to fit it in between our amazing, busy extreme lives.
1: Very busy lives. Uh, Sam does a lot of shift work. I do a lot of Avoiding work, it's, it works out really good. <laughs> a lot of Chris stuff. <laughs> I'm all over this show, you know, it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, anyway, moving on, moving on. Yeah. So, one of the things about Cal, Cal had the uh, story of his old man and. From and back in Gizzy. From back in Gizzy. Lush Monster is a Gizzy, Gizzy uh, grown, grown up person. Um, and his dad used to own or, or was a store manager or something for a Liquorland, I think it was, or a bottle store anyway. Yeah. And uh, so when Carl was about oh, like 10 or something, his dad brings him back home a watch, and he goes, son, I've got your watch. Because, you know, when you're 10, a watch is, like, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it is. It um, sure is.
1: It, it totally is. And it was a Budweiser watch, and he puts it on, and he, this is how he's telling the story, he puts it on, and he goes, dad, it doesn't work. And he goes oh, I got the batteries in the car, comes back with a six-pack of Budweiser. What? It runs on Budweiser. The watch is Budweiser-powered. It's a Budweiser-powered Budweiser watch. I'm
0: assuming, though, it's some sort of dry cell that needs... Like, that's the bit that I couldn't get my head around. Like, when he said he went swimming and it destroyed it, I thought, how can it be destroyed if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine know.
1: there's a certain place that you pour the beer into.
0: Yeah, right. but I, but I don't. Uh, it doesn't have to be beer, though. Do you think? I think I it could be any think liquid. It, I think it'd
1: be a sugary liquid. I think it's it's that isotonic. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. and um, evidently, a saltwater. Or being immersed in water. So it sounds like he destroyed
0: it and um, it sort of scarred him for life a little bit. Don't ever mention the watch to him.
1: (laughs) No, but I think that's genius. That's a genius gimmick. A Budweiser powered watch. Why don't we
0: see more of these things? I know. I know. Like a Steinlager powered powered something or other. Yeah, whatever. Computer mouse.
1: (laughs) Ah, uh, yeah, I was thinking something rude, but I won't. So, let's not go there. Oh, the cat wants to get out of my jacket. <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he just
0: dropped a cat. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but um, it did some acrobats, and it's okay.
1: Uh, I was doing it one-handed while I was holding my phone. There's a, Actually, uh, I shouldn't be laughing. There's a Chris was, life anyways. hack, life hack number 32.
0: <laughs> when removing the cat from your jacket, do not use one hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, life hack 31, of course, was if you are really, really cold, get a jacket with enough room that you can put a cat in it because it really warms you up. It's awesome.
0: Yep. And um, it, something yeah. else we learnt about while we were having uh, the talk with the lush monster i don't actually know and uh will i don't know how it came up but will was telling us that on the it must have been someone he interviewed told him on the uh front page of the warehouse uh website there's a button on the page and you click on it and it helps battered women in need and domestic victims of domestic yeah, violence yeah that's the one and it's run by a website called untraceable.co.nz. It pops up and it says, here are some options to get help. And there's six of them, I think. And it says, when you click on these, it is completely untraceable. It won't be in your history. No one will ever know you've been there, which is pretty cool. Uh, It's got a funny little green icon with a computer-looking monitor on it.
1: Yeah, it looks more cyber security than domestic violence. eh? That's
0: what it looks like. Yes, thank you. And uh, so I've checked out untraceable.co.nz. And the really cool thing is you can add this to any website you want for free. So if you run a website, you can get the little piece of code and add it in. Yeah, and so put it in the footer. Yeah, or wherever you want, actually. Yeah. Put it right up the top. It, um,
1: yeah. yeah, so we might put that in the footer of the Chris and Sam podcast. Yes. And, and you're going to do it on the opshop Yep, that's the one. Yep. Cool. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's a great. It's a great little initiative. A great little idea. I certainly didn't know it was in the webs. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I certainly didn't know it was in the uh, warehouse website. I didn't
0: even know it existed. Um, I'm wondering if anybody um, knows that exists. No, oh, they, well, I don't know. It must be a symbol that they know what it is. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting.
1: It's an interesting place to put it, you know. But anyway, so that, that, that's pretty cool. So check that out, um, and we'll have uh, links and what have you on our show notes. And um,
0: Yeah, and whatever. Will had a burning question about our podcast. <laughs> He's a, he loves listening to us because yeah. we, uh, we have it to the exact length of his drive to work or when he does the dishes, so that's his go-to podcast to listen to. Um, he said, in your outro, which is you'll hear the American guy talking, we say, make sure to tell your friend. And he wanted to know if that was supposed to be friends or friend or if he was mishearing it.
1: (laughs) And I had to explain that we figured when we started this podcast that the only people that would be listening to it were not really the people that had friends, plural. (laughs) They might
0: have one friend at this podcast. So we were like, yeah, tell your friend. And uh, that (laughs) seems to be working lately because uh, the podcast is growing one friend
1: at a time. Yeah, no, it's growing significantly. I mean exponentially, even one friend at a time is exponential can be, so that was pretty cool, so yes, where are we up to? Um,
0: they've uh, said this week that Bluetooth is going to get stronger
1: yes, um so yeah, okay, so Blu- that.
0: yep, so uh the Bluetooth consortium of whoever the folks that decide to make Bluetooth and so that's
1: a standard say eh? like in a standards. Yeah, North the Bluetooth special
0: group. interest group is oh, what yeah. they're called. The old
1: special interest groups.
0: They're thinking of bringing out Bluetooth 5, is what they're going to call it, and they're teasing that it'll double the range and quadruple the speed of low energy Bluetooth transmission. That probably means it'll be 0.5, the, half the range, and maybe half the speed again. Who knows? Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah, but because um, I only ever turn the Bluetooth on my phone um, when I'm updating my, uh, what do you call it, my Vivo Fit, my yes. Garmin Vivo Fit, which is for, for you people that are more fashionable, you might be thinking a Fitbit, but this is the sort of better version. Chris likes telling people that a lot. Yeah, well, no, I I'm still impressed with this because I've had this for about a year and a half. It's not rechargeable. But um, it has a battery. It has two batteries in it. Never had
0: to change the batteries yet.
1: I Still haven't changed the battery. I keep waiting for it. I keep doing my updates going, is this Bluetooth going to kill it this time I update it? Still going strong, year and a half. So, um,
0: yeah. I usually leave my Bluetooth on and I don't notice too much of a problem. But lately I've been driving a new vehicle at work and I did pair my phone to the stereo system to it. And I keep forgetting, so sometimes I'll be trying to do something on my phone, and next thing you know, it's blasting through the speakers on the van.
1: That'd be good, though, for listening to podcasts, surely.
0: Um, it depends. Some podcasts work really well coming through the speakers in the vehicle, and others are uh, recorded crappily and... Better I mean, if I've we got would headphones sound in.
1: awesome on big speakers, right? Oh, all the time. I mean, that laugh of Chris and <laughs> stereo is freaking you out
0: in a in a small vehicle. Ah, uh, god, if that's that awesome. doesn't excite you in a van. I don't know what will.
1: <laughs> Speaking of, I know we didn't talk about this before, and it's not written down. Speaking of that um, little phone app thing, talk about uh, we, we'll talk about the field days trip later. But your um, electric fence app
0: thingy, oh the tester. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at Field Days in the Innovation Tent, there was a two people with a product which was uh, oh, I can't remember what what it was called. Fence Guardian? No, Fence Detector. Fence Detective. Fence Detector. I think was the uh, product, and it's to work out if a fence is, an electric fence is on or off, and it's using your phone.
1: Yeah, as opposed to sticking your hand on it. Which is yeah, not the ideal or, way to do it.
0: Or peeing on some sticks and then touching I them on the fence.
1: Oh, oh, did I ever tell you that I peed on a electric fence? Uh, I, I'll tell you that story in a minute.
0: Yeah, if anyone's done <laughs> it, I can imagine it was you back in your misspent youth. And um, this little product is a little probe, little yellow probe thing that's got a 3.5 millimeter jack. It plugs into the top of Android or an iPhone and there's a little app, and you turn it on, and you click it, and you wait 10 seconds. So you're,
1: how far away from the fence are you?
0: Oh, this chick was two meters away from the fence when she tested it.
1: Oh, wow. So she'd be turn it on, turn it off, and you'd test it with the app, and it would say it's on or off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow, cool. So it's interesting concept, interesting implementation. We just started talking about it earlier and just can't imagine someone – because there are other. What t- is
1: the size of the market for this? Like, how many people need elec- Mind you, if you it do need an electric fence, place the uh, electric fence detector. The place to sell it is at Field Days. Yeah, and <laughs> so it o-
0: and it only costs twenty dollars, and that includes the app and everything. So that's a really cheap price. I thought that was great. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, there are other tools out there, obviously, to check fences. They're probably way more expensive. Maybe but what
1: they should do mm-hmm. is a tiger app for if you're tiger in a zoo. App. And uh, you work in the zoo, and it tells you if the tigers are open, cages open or closed, because you know, yeah, the council is going through that sort of issue. At well, the they've admitted to. Oh, they, they, remember? yes, right, they pleaded guilty, didn't they? Pleaded guilty. Um, so there had been a, an incident uh, a couple of years ago where. Um, nothing happened but the guy was in there at the time the tigers were loose in the enclosure which is a no-no a near um, miss. he realised and got the hell out of there um, and so they had a bit of investigation said oh we really need to be able to tell whether the gates are open or closed," because you said there was a sort of a what do you call it a Swing system Uh, or
0: something? weighted system, I think it was. Yeah. And it was hard to tell, looking at it, you couldn't tell. Yeah, one's up,
1: one's down, but you don't know whether it's open or closed.
0: Yeah, and where you view it from, you yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, they evidently didn't fix that to a standard that helped. And what's her name? Sue? I'm uh, not sure of her a name, name I but um, I saw a photo of she the other tragically
0: day. got killed last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh,
0: Not good, Hamilton Zoo.
1: Yeah, somebody make an app for that because that would be useful.
0: Actually, Hamilton City Council because you run the zoo. Yeah. That's what I want to say because the zoo people are all rather friendly and very nice, actually. Yes,
1: yes, they helped us out with only humane and other things. So that's really cool. What's this thing about black market for av- 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 avocados?
0: Because, um, you know, the uh, 450 kilo uh, stash of methamphetamine that they, did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I, the largest I only heard
1: like one. Like, the
0: largest drug bust in New Zealand history just went down this week. Oh, really? No, yeah, I didn't realise um that. It was 450 odd kilos of meth. And um, yeah,
1: it was a, it was a small town or something, wasn't it?
0: Near Ninety Mile Beach up north. Oh wow, okay. A uh, whole bunch of people were acting strange and going to the locals and wanting to pay them exorbitant amounts of money to go out on a boat to a certain location where they think all the drugs were in the water, being held down by anchors or something, and then they pulled them back up. Oh um, wow. Anyway, so when they they went, they shot out there and got the boat, and there was a whole bunch of drugs and stuff. Now, because that's out of the market, uh we can safely assume that avocados is the next big thing to make money on. So they're a stupid price in the supermarkets. Uh, People are going and raiding avocado orchards in the middle of the night and creating a black market for the sale of avocados here in New Zealand.
1: Sam is smiling because I have a look of utter disbelief. It's a real thing. What the hell are you talking about?
0: Seriously? Yes, it's a thing. They've trying to stomp it out now, and I don't know. Uh, you know who knows? What exactly? Ah, I know. It's,
1: oh, okay. All right. Okay.
0: Talking right. about weird things on this list, you've got uh, the six, six boxes coming to TVNZ. I was just reading this before. I. It's it's possibly a new low
1: in uh, New Zealand broadcasting, uh, broadcasting planning, programming. Um, so it, it isn't, thankfully, our own version of it, because rangy and whatever doing this on stage would be bad enough. I think we're just getting the UK show over here. And so what it is, is they have a stage, they have a big translucent uh, netted square tent, cubic tent, a box. If windowless box, yeah. apparently. Yeah, but it looks like a tent. Anyway, it's fabric. And they, go, they get a couple, and the couple go in, and they have sex in there. And then they come back out, and they're interviewed, interviewed in uh, front of the
0: uh, live studio audience. Inspired by the work of sex researchers, three couples will do what comes naturally. <laughs> There's a pun in that. Have sex, and then talk about it afterwards, whilst the feelings and sensations are still vivid and truthful. Yeah, so it's interesting. I the statement <laughs> says that while the talk will be intimate, the couple's lovemaking will be entirely hidden from view. Yeah, you know the the studio audience will be sitting there listening to it, though. I guess so. And then will they edit it, or will it be like we won't we won't hear anything? No, either. no. But what I'm saying is, like, everyone's different. So if some couple go in there and it lasts for like four minutes do they do you do does that length of time pass and then what happens if they find some sort of freakish marathon person and you know an hour 20 an hour now, and 20 well, goes fast they, they if you read at the bottom there they go we're going to be getting um,
1: uh, a a lesbian couple's first time ever as what? a lesbian or something in New Zealand well or no this is in the UK okay. but but those no but those people they've never had a lesbian experience and they're going in and having a lesbian experience I gather that could last more than four minutes.
0: So it came... Yeah, they first aired in 2013, and it's returned in the UK screens for a second season. Yeah. Uh, Oh, first-time lesbian encounter, bondage spanking, and a test run of new sexual positions. Uh, Here's something we've just invented, guys. It's called the uh, bent Screwdriver. Go. (laughs) (laughs) So...
1: I don't know the point was I wrote that down because like would you watch that?
0: No No, (laughs) I don't know it said um, if you this is this is some stuff that they've said if you put aside your preconceptions Ignore the surrounding brouhaha and watch this program with an open mind. It becomes difficult to criticize and impossible to condemn the review read. Others deem the series boring and the worst show I've ever seen in a long time. (laughs) With The Telegraph UK describing the series as nothing more than a gimmick, prurience, exploitation and dullness. While no official air date has been released, TVNZ are scheduled to premiere the series on TV2 in July of this year. Now I'm just going to throw it out there. Out of all the people we know, you know who's going to be uh, watching it? No, um, applying for it. Who do you think applying? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. There's no applying for it. It's. I think they're
1: just re-showing the UK version one. They're not doing one here. I think all, oh, the, all they're doing is sorry, airing, airing uh, yeah. the UK ones. Okay. But if m- if they did do it here, I who would thi- be applying for it.
0: Harley. <laughs> He's already donating sperm. He doesn't care. He wants this to be on is Harley TV. from the
1: uh, Guy, Guy and, and Harley, Harley podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're so right. I can see him trying to talk his uh, missus into it. I've not met her yet, but um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I know. Uh,
0: imagine it. a Kiwi version of this. I'll just come out and go, Chubo. Oh, hey, <laughs> how's
1: it going? Oh, I better get in the box. <laughs> Oh, can I take her as well? <laughs> oh, it's terrible! Uh, terrible! No, I terrible. think it's just the the most appalling thing. So, anyway, um, I had to, I had to uh, mention that. So, how was Field Days today?
0: Field Days was really good. Obviously, it was very busy. Um, people everywhere. Usual story, but I think it was better than going on Friday or Saturday. To be honest.
1: So we're recording this on Wednesday. For those, yeah, first know day now. of the Field Days. Tra- yep.
0: Getting in and out was real easy today. That yeah. new
1: roundabout helps. Well, I forgot it was on at all, and of course, you didn't tell me you were going, so it was last
0: minute thing. Yeah, no, I was still walking back from the gym. Yeah, exactly. A lot of drones there this year. Um, yeah. I've got a pamphlet for some. There's some. In, there's some really big drones they're trying to sell to farmers.
1: Oh, do like um, so when I went to TEDx Queenstown earlier this year, I think I told mentioned it all on the podcast, whatever episode that was, but. Um, yeah, they had a couple speaking, a couple, a, a, a father and son yep. from a farm, and they were talking about how they used drones. It was fascinating. Oh, yeah. They do yeah. Uh, stock musters, stock counts, all that from drones, and they're pre programmed and they do all this stuff. They fly to a paddock, take a photo from a specific point so they know exactly where the paddock is, yep. and the computer basically counts the number of white dots and it can work out the number of sheep and the number of lambs in their paddock. And it does that automatically twice a day. That's pretty whatever. cool. I know. It was really cool. So that talk, I think, is published online. We might uh, see if we can Track link it to it. Track it, it down
0: and link to it. Yeah. They had a yeah. giant... I don't know if they were selling it, but the way the guy was talking, like he was telling everyone about it, like it was a sales pitch. It was a giant petrol-powered octocopter with eight propellers. Wow. It was big. It was um, bigger than this. Uh, yeah, as wide as this desk. Wow. Big one. So, uh, yeah, interesting. But... um I don't know if many people were talking about it or bringing up the rules and regulations about flying these things all over the place. Yeah, well, the, the couple that were t- talking, um,
1: who was it, Mark and his son, um, at, at the um, Queenstown TEDx, they were one of the first to start doing this and it, they got into news all around the world and they have gone around the world giving talks on this. So um,
0: It's crazy, eh? Like, yeah. if you had the money and you can get in on something real soon... That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. That's so what you need to do.
1: Basically, that's what they did, and um, they had uh, the CAA coming around, you know, yeah. the Civil Aviation Authority coming around, and saying, "Oh, we don't want you to call these things drones um, because that's they said negative uh, connotation, and oh, we want them to call unmanned aerial had, vehicles." Yeah, they had two um, acronyms. They said this or that, and oh, you have to hear him, but he goes. I already know my ABCs, and we prefer to call them drones, so that's what we're <laughs> going to call them. Because <laughs> they're real southern farmers, so they're down from uh, South Island, deep south.
0: Yep, so no. very good, and uh, cool to see some new things, and yeah, it was great. So cool. actually, we're almost out of time, Chris.
1: We are. was something else I was thinking of, but I can't remember it, so that's probably
0: a good thing. Um, yeah, so... Usual spell, make sure to check us on Facebook, the Chris and Sam podcast, the com is our website. We're Chris and Sam pod on Twitter. What else? Uh, make sure you like the Chris and Sam podcast
1: Facebook page. Like share it around. Like shares. And, yep. Yeah. Chris has
0: been spamming it to amongst all
1: his friends. I, I spammed a bunch today because I was sitting there with nothing to do. So uh, they all, oh, uh, you, I haven't heard from you for 20 years. Uh, sure, I'll like your page. Yep, so So hopefully (laughs) if you're listening to this,
0: it has lived up to the expectations that Chris has made in his Facebook sharing. Yes. Until next week. And I'm Chris, and we are still
1: going ahead with the Chris Eyes Activated t-shirt. Yes. Um, We should get some designs, and we might get you guys to vote on those designs in the coming couple of weeks. Because we're we so you know. busy, uh, I haven't really been pushing and getting things done. But I will get my A into G and get that sorted.
0: Sounds amazing. Looking forward to what we come up with.
1: Cool.
0: OK, see ya. Bye.
1: Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure you subscribe. And we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.